The dog brush is in the family room in the basket on the shelf. <sighs> Mom, knower of where everything is in the house. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot, and I am an author, a writer, a mom, a grandma, a full-time teacher, and probably a whole lot of other things, which that list would just be too long. But today, in this video, I'm all writer. If you've watched me before, you know my writing experience comes from both a real-life author perspective and an academic perspective. You know that saying, those who can't do teach? Yeah, I never liked that saying because I teach and I do. So there. <laughs> okay, today we are back to writing log number three. Is this three? I think it might be three. I wrote! That is a total win. I got some word count in. I was really surprised when I looked at my word count and I didn't really look at it until Friday. I write on my iPad and I didn't have the little word count thing set on so I really had no idea how many words I was writing. And I clicked it on and there was over 7,000 words. I wrote 4,000 words this week. How did I do that? Actually, I think I'm going to take my word counter off at the beginning of every week because I felt like without the word counter, I wasn't always staring at the word count. And then, you know, then you feel pressure. And I, I don't, I don't, I, this, I'm doing this for fun because I love doing it. I don't want it to feel any kind of pressure. There's enough pressures in life, right? So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to leave the word count on and then just look at it on say like a Saturday morning. Was, so back to my amazing 7,000, 7,300 something word count, which blew me away. I thought, how did I, how did I do that? I didn't really write when I got home from work. In fact, when I got home from work, what I normally do is I edit video. I edited last week's video, which if you haven't seen it, is it is about the three different critics that we have and which one you have and which one is good and which aren't. So I'll link a, um, I'll put a link in the description box below for that video. And then I also am um, making a master's class, which hopefully will be done by midsummer. Once again, working full time, I have, the whole master's class laid out and it's going to be on archetype and revising writing a masterful sentence and so i have it all written out everything's all written out it's just a matter of sitting my butt down here and talking into the camera and then editing it so when i come home from work creativity level is pretty low so i'm able to do editing because that doesn't I think take all that much creativity not like for me writing a first draft so how did I get those 4,000 words written I really I sat and I thought what what did I do 
And then I realized I had written during my lunch period, which I didn't think, you know, was going to amount to that many words. Now, my lunch period is 50 minutes, but I don't get the whole 50 minutes. So let's take away like five minutes for going to the bathroom, which is like down the hall. And then let's see, then I'm usually microwaving my lunch. Then a student or so always inevitably comes in and they're you know, looking for their earbuds, their Apple earbuds. Did I leave one here? I'm missing one here. And so they're looking around the floor for their earbuds, which I think this generation's earbuds is like my old lady version of missing a sock because every single day a student comes in looking for their earbuds. So yeah, not writing during that time. I answer emails that have to be answered and I enter in attendance from the prior morning. So I'm left with about 30 minutes, 30 minutes of writing time. And I'm writing and I'm eating, so it's I'm multitasking. So 30 minutes times five days is two and a half hours. And it looked like I really maximized those hours. So this is what I'm doing to maximize that little 30 minutes a day that I have. And it's working thus far. Will it work for the rest of the first draft? I don't know. I don't want to count on it or bank on it, but right now it seems to be working. So this is what I'm doing. My outline, my rough outline, is actually on my Word document. And I'm old school that way. My whole manuscript goes on one Word document, one. I know some people split it up into chapters. They use different programs, and that's great if that's what you do. But I like everything on one document because I want my outline just right below what I'm working on. So if I have a flash of an idea and I work on an iPad, so it's not as easy to swipe, I guess. I don't know. I can just scroll down, add something in real fast or see what's next on my scene list. And I think that's allowing me to stay about three scenes ahead. So as I'm writing, I get a flash of an idea and I just jot it down really fast in the outline portion, move back up and then just keep writing that scene. So I'm not having any stare into the creative abyss kind of time, which, you know, you can stare for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. I'm not doing that. I'm actually like, I know the scene I need to write and I start writing it. So that seems to be working at this point. And I think it's working pretty well. I always have a scene to write or a scene to finish, or a scene to begin. And I'm gonna give you an example of what my outline looks like. It's very rough when I get that flash and knife idea, or, you know, and that I don't call writing, that's just like adding to my outline. So I'm gonna to read to you what I had wrote, which is, you know, scrolling down past all of my actual first draft. And this is what I actually wrote this week. So what I had written, let me find it. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. I wrote, they go up the mountain. Person follows them. Scary. They need to evade. She falls in the crick. They hide in cave. That was my outline. And from those C notes, I got 3,000 words. 
those few words were enough to tell me exactly what I wanted to write and allowed me to open up the computer, pull up the Word document, take a look at what I was going to do and, and dive right into it without all of that, you know, staring into the creative abyss time that, you know, is great if you have the time, but if you are working or doing other things, then you want to maximize your, you know, actual writing time to, to write. It's go time. That's really what I taught, go time. I don't want to waste go time. I don't have time for writer's block. So then I start writing and bam, the bell rings. I've got about, oh, five minutes before they all start kind of trickling in and I'll take a look at the next scene if there, and I always have a few scenes ahead or if I'm ready for the next scene or the next thing I need to do, I put that in a sentence really fast, like bear. That was the last thing I wrote as they were coming down the mountain was bear. That's all I needed to trigger what I needed to happen. And as I was looking back on how did I get those 4,000 words, I remembered I did have a 15 minute block of writing time before a Zoom call. I have a Zoom call every week with some friends. It's great. We catch up, we chat, you know, we talk writing and books and whatever. But I had about 15 minutes before the Zoom call. And so I said, I'm just going to fit in 15 more minutes of writing. So once again, I'm able to have hit go time and actually do the writing and not the, what am I writing next? Kind of staring at the blinking cursor. I got two paragraphs written. You know the story about the rabbit and the hare? Well, I think sometimes a writer has to be both the writer and the hair because we need to go slowly and steadily, not stopping, but also when it is go time, go writing time, then you need to be the hair and just actually write and get it out. The beauty of the first draft, at least for me, is that I can just, it really doesn't have to be grammatical, it's just whatever comes out because I'm gonna fix all that in a second draft. So I just write and you know, the other revisions is where I move things around or look for those perfect words, but certainly not in a first draft. And I'm going to and I'm going to give you an example of how I wrote some of my sentences so you can understand how rough the rough draft is. Glasses back on. Okay, for example, one sentence says, "Stares at the Name objects on the table, one creepy on the table. So I know in the second draft, I need to actually think of what kind of items would be on the table of this medieval household and find one that is a little off, a little creepy, one that doesn't quite belong and go back and change it in the revision. All right, I just adjusted my camera. It seemed to be a little off. It should be, it should be good now. <sighs> oh well. For me and for other people, this is different and everybody has to find their own way. You've heard me say that before. I need to get the first draft out, that first rough draft out. Once I have the first rough draft out, I feel better. It's just like, ah. Oh, 
I know it works. And when I look at it, I know what needs to be fixed, what needs, you know, to be to be chiseled out, to be molded, to be polished. But having that first draft, which is always on the shorter side, normally about 50,000 words, because as you can see, I just, there's not a whole lot that I, that I add in. It's very basic. I have to get that out. That helps me. And then I know once I have that mold, that basic first draft, that it worked. The second draft takes me the longest to write. And it was interesting. I was at dinner with my husband the other day and he asked me, do you have the ending in your head? And I said, no, not yet. A lot of times I have the ending already in my head before writing the first sentence. For this one, I don't yet. For Goddesses Inc., I didn't quite have the ending. It was very mushy for me until the end. And then somewhere towards almost the end of the first draft, the ending was just like, oh, this needs to be the ending. And so I really liked how it came out. So for this one, I sort of know how I needed to, e to end in a vague way, but not exactly. But once again, I just... I've stopped stressing about those things because I know as I write, all this stuff will just start coming. And I will be writing it right onto my Word document somewhere in the body of that outline. So I don't forget. With this first draft, I'm feeling good so far. Although, you know, I always have those doubts. Those doubts of, is this going to really work? Is this going to be a good story? Is this going to be a page turner? I mean, at this point, at seven some 7,000 plus words, I I don't know yet. So, but I'm okay with that. I've experienced it enough that I am okay with that. Um, also, I do have two characters that have already shown themselves as an archetype. So it's like the chicken or the egg, which comes first, the archetype or the character. And I think they kind of grow or emerge and, and show themselves. And then I kind of mold, manipulate and polish and buff them out during subsequent drafts. But my main character is still a little, mm, she's formed, but I, I'm not, she's just not fully there yet for me in my head. So becomes real enough to me that I can give her some like real, I know exactly who this person is. Cause right now she's still like an acquaintance instead of like my bestie friend. We'll see what next week brings, see if that works. Oh, before we go, um, in the last reader's log, um, I had a viewer ask me, what does your character chart look like? Here's my character chart. It can get pretty long on the Word document and the character charts I don't put um, in the actual working document, I just Put that in another called you know character charts for the name of the book and so that can get pretty long i usually end up doing them um landscape so long wise landscape instead of portrait size um and they can get pretty cumbersome um, as i'm working through the document so as these characters emerge i am coming up with the character chart and then i swipe 
throw some stuff into the character chart, things that, you know, I remember these, the quirks, their color hair, you know, the way they walk, something like that, so that when I go back to it, the character comes back, I can do a quick glance and make sure that they stay consistent. Oh, and one more thing before I go. I have followed a few people on Instagram that have Instagram accounts that have the setting, the location, the geographical area of the book that I'm currently working on. And so I follow them. The photos are gorgeous and stunning and varied, and I'm just loving it. So I'm following them, I'm liking, that way they keep coming up in my Instagram feed um, consistently. And a lot of times, right before I start writing, you know, between classes, whatever, I'll scroll through the feed and go, oh, look at this, this scene could happen here or I need to see how the, the road moves over here. So it's in Europe, it's medieval times. A lot of what's there, it's the same cities, the same amazing roads, the same topography and forests. So it helps me just envision everything, which for a first draft is great. And for a second draft, I'm really going to rely on to help me create that world, to put you in that world in a very real place, because unless I can get there this summer, I'm going to have to rely on those photos. That's it for today. I hope you like this content. If you did, I would be eternally grateful, so happy if you shared my YouTube on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, or all of them. It helps feed those algorithms, helps my content get out there. And right now, it's not getting out there. So by your sharing, it I don't know, you know, those algorithms, I can't figure them out. But I know that's one thing it really helps, you know, more people can find my content if people are sharing it and it does something to those algorithms. So if you could share it, I would absolutely love it. If you comment also, um, that really helps me out as well. So that I would love if you would do that. And if you've watched me before, you know how I close. Remember writers to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye. Find this doggy brush. <laughs>